0: The month that's known for madness has certainly lived up to it so far. I know this is a racing podcast, but can we talk about the NCAA tournament for just a little bit? The first day of the tournament, I was feeling great about my brackets. I went 14-2. and The only two games that I missed was Kentucky. And let's be honest, who didn't miss that Kentucky game? And also, I didn't pick the win by Creighton over San Diego State. But let's just say after that, my bracket, well, it's now lining the bottom of somebody's birdcage somewhere. I don't know. It's not been pretty. I see a lot of correlation between what's happened in March Madness and what could happen this weekend in Atlanta. It's quite possible that we could see an upset winner. This race is probably going to race more like Daytona and Talladega than Texas or Las Vegas, as Atlanta has raced in the past. So, It could be a race where we could see a winner come out of left field completely like you'll never see this winner coming. And I think that's going to be so much fun. The repave has really turned Atlanta into a wild card. People don't know what to expect. I think you'll hear Chris say a little later on when we talk to him that it's going to be scary fast. So Atlanta, we'll see what happens. Let's get this podcast rolling i'm joined as always by our crew chief chris carrier who also happens to be the crew chief for the number 75 food country truck in the camping world truck series chris another week another new winner in chase briscoe yeah. that's two first-time winners in four races and four different winners this year says so a lot of people said that this was about the next gen car but i would like to remind everyone that we had 17 different winners last season so is it really the car or is there just more parity in the sport
1: I think it's some of both, Heather. I think in my mind it's uh, the new car has maybe opened doors for some quote younger drivers, newer drivers that don't have the years and the number of races of experience as the Kevin Harvick's and Kyle Bush's and Kurt Bush's and so on and Denny Hamlin's. Now that there's nobody has much experience in these cars and they're completely different from one end to the other top to bottom right to left Um, It's like everything's different. So These guys are like it's kind of like they don't have as many old habits to break kind of so um, My personal opinion is that that this doesn't really surprise me uh, and now, seeing what I've seen so far, we're going to see more of it. we we talked about before we started on the air here. The, you know, the top two or three, uh, the second, third place. You know, uh, uh, Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain, they're on the brink. They're, they're going to be the next ones, and there's going to be more. You know, that come along. And I think as their teams buy into it and learn this new car and learn so, you know, this that and the other, how to make them drive better, how to have a more grip. How to be more balanced and more drivable in traffic? How to predict how they're going to react to these racetracks? I think you're going to see more and more newer, uh, less experienced guys be up front. And you know, I, I think too, like you said, I think it's brought more parity to all the teams because everybody's on a new playbook. I mean, they're they're kind of starting over. They're 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 tilling up new ground and. This, they're going to learn every week, every, every practice that they have, every qualifying session, every race. They're going to learn more and more about it. And I think it's, I think it's great for the Cup Series and NASCAR racing in general. I think it's great for the fan participation. Uh, I, I just think it's a wonderful thing overall. I think it's a good thing. It's going to bear a lot of good fruit.
0: Let's talk about the Easter Sunday race at BMS. Easter has long been off limits in NASCAR, so what do you think about racing on Easter night?
1: Uh, Heather, I'm, I'll be honest with you personally, uh, from the way I was brought up and my own convictions and so forth, I'm not really a big fan of it. Uh, I, I, think that, I, I think that NASCAR should put some, some limits. They should, there should be a line in the sand About a few things, and that that being Easter, Christmas. Of course, we don't have race season in Christmas, but, but so on and so forth. But you know, I think what it is is what it is for now. Uh, I know there's going to be a um, concert and a and a performance by some Christian entertainers outside the racetrack before a couple hours before the race, I believe it is, on Sunday evening. It's, it's free admission, so some people can come and, and listen and, and, and hear the word and so on and so forth, which I think is a great thing. I think that's a good move on, on the part of Bristol Speedway and, and their community. So um, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of torn between it. Uh, I wish it was on a different day i just do uh i think the night race part of it uh as long as it's not ice in the air or ice on the ground uh might be might make the dirt race even better than it was last year because i i think their i think their thought process is that the night racing the moisture in the air or whatever will hold hold the dust down so you know i'm i'm I don't know whether it will or not. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to bet on that one way or another, but, but our truck race is on Saturday night. The cup race is on Sunday night and we're going to see what happens.
0: All right. Well, let's turn our attention now to Atlanta this week. This track has had a massive repaid project during the yes, off ma'am. season and now it's a huge wild card. What do you think we will see Sunday at AMS?
1: I think you're going to see some really fast speeds. Um, the, they had tire test sessions back in. I think it was the second week of January, I believe it was, or earlier. You know, way before Daytona. And I know the truck, the truck, uh, the truck series. Tired all three series tire tested there. And I talked to some of the truck series guys that that had trucks there that actually got to participate. It was a Goodyear tire test, so only three teams per series were allowed to be there. But. Uh, this they basically made this into a mile and a half restrictor plate race. I mean, it's a ton of grip. They increased the banking. Um, the there's you know, I think it's just going to be wide open all the way around for practically the whole race. And I don't know, depending on Heather what they do for track treatment, you know, to. Try to make it a, a two or three groove racetrack where you can race up against the guardrail and in the middle and so forth. Uh, that, that I think that will be play a big part because if not, it's going to be a lane and a half on the bottom, and you're going to be running really fast going through those corners, and it's it's going to be uh, nerve wracking. Uh, it's going to be very exciting, but it's going to be nerve wracking and. Um, I think a lot of the drivers and the teams are nervous about it, you know, because just like you said, it's a wild card uh, with capital letters. And I think, I don't think anybody really knows how exactly to prepare for it, whether you quote, trim the cars out for just all the speed you can get or or look at it and say, hey, these things are going to be hard to drive up into racing traffic. So we're going to have, we're going to put down force and side force into our cars to make them drivable and maybe give up some straight line speed. Uh, that's going to be a tough decision there's going to be a lot of crew chiefs and race engineers and drivers you know kind of have some sleepless nights there I feel sure so it it's going to be interesting you know Thing they, i'm
0: stuck on i can't imagine Atlanta being faster than it already was
1: because it, it
0: was fast to begin with
1: it was very fast to begin with it did have the characteristic of you know the, the track would slow down it the, you know the it would grain that it, it would it, the 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 tire fall off was pretty bad the, the, the race times, would, was lap times would slow down as the race went on and as the amount of laps you got on the tires. So the guys were like, okay, we can hold our breath for four or five laps while we got new tires and then the thing's going to be sliding around we're going to have to get out of the gas and, and we can just kind of old school race a lot. And the drivers loved that. I'll be honest with you. They loved it.
0: Yeah, they were definitely against the repave.
1: They were all against any repave. They're they're almost all 100% against any repave. Of course, after a while, it becomes absolutely necessary because it comes under Safe and and even the tire company Goodyear's like man that you know we can't race on gravel pits you know and stuff chunks flying out and stuff like this we've got to make it to where at least we can predict something so um, I, I'm going to tune in uh, all three races and see I think this is Atlanta's always been one of my favorite places to watch a race and uh, outside of Bristol of course and uh, I think I think this is going to be really interesting and and. Uh, again, one of those young guns that are maybe haven't hit the wall real hard as many times as some <laughs> of the older guys, They're, they may be the ones that go out there and just say, hey, I don't care, I'm going. And we could have another young re- uh, first-time winner.
0: Joining us now is Harrison Burton, driver of the number 21 Wood Brothers Ford. Thanks for joining us, Harrison. Appreciate your time.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Alright, let's start with this. So you're a rookie this year in the Cup Series. You're about four races in. What's the learning curve been like uh, going into this series?
2: Uh, it's tough. This is, this is the hardest racing series in the world, and, and uh, there's 40 guys in this series that are really good. You know, it's, the best, it's the best in the business, so um, you know, racing with them has been fun. It's been challenging. Uh, there's been ups and downs of so far, and and uh, you know that's that's kind of part of the deal, unfortunately. So um, hopefully, you know, you want to get it to where it's all up, but that's never going to happen. So um, you know, I think just just working really hard and, and trying to be ready is is the biggest thing, and uh, you know, trying to trying to beat these guys, it's it's been fun.
0: You come from a great racing family. I know it probably hasn't made the transition any easier, but is it, has it helped you as far as advice or what to expect or any of that kind of stuff, uh, being around all these racers?
2: Definitely, yeah. I, I grew up around it, right? So when I was a little kid, I was watching my dad race, um, watching my uncle race, and knowing how hard it was going to be if I tried to race, which I knew, you know, from as long as I can remember, I knew I wanted to race. So um you know, watching them do it and, and learning those lessons from them and, and understanding how to, you know, how, how do you go out and, and do this? What what do you have to do? How hard do you have to work all that stuff? Understanding that as a young age and then trying to implement it now that I'm, you know, 21 and, and trying to race is, uh, it's pretty cool. So, um, you know, I think it does help me just cause I've been around it. I've, I've been around it my whole life and, uh, you know, I've been working towards it for 16 years. I've been racing. So <laughs> it's crazy when I'm 61 or when I'm 21 to, to be saying I've been racing for 16 years, but um, you know, it's, it's been a long, a long road for sure.
0: Did anyone ever try to talk you out of it? Because when I talked to Austin Sindrick, he said his dad tried to talk about him being a race car driver. So did anyone try to talk you out of doing this?
2: Uh, Yeah. I would say my parents did the same thing. They were, you know, my dad race um, and my mom you know my mom was always traveling with him and uh it was a lot of load on my family to try and do both right and and try and help my sister as well you know I have an older sister that was doing her deal and was traveling you know competing and, and so um you know when I wanted to race it was just more right it was more chaos and so I don't know if it was that or if they wanted to just have me do something that I love, not just because my dad was a racer, right? So there was some of that, and I think some of both, and they were kind of trying to pull me away, but I made it pretty hard to do that, obviously. <laughs>
0: um, what do you think of the new car through four races? I mean, I know you don't have a lot of baseline to compare it to, but just from maybe uh, some of the other cars you've driven in other series, what do you think so far?
2: You know, it's been, uh, it's been challenging. At first, I thought you know, when we first got in the car, I thought there was a lot of wide eyes guys were like, oh gosh, this is going to be a long season. Right. And then as the, as the tests went by and as the, the races have started now, um, the product on the racetrack is great. I think the fans have enjoyed it. Um, you know, I pay attention to some of these polls that come out about, you know, whether it was a good race or not. Um, and they've been higher than ever towards yes. And, uh, and we've sold out the race last weekend at Phoenix and, and it's, you know, it's cool. It's cool to see momentum in the sport. And, uh, the Daytona 500 was one of the most crazy atmospheres I've ever been to. And, uh, just stuff like that. You see it rolling in the right direction. I think the new car has a part to play with that. I think, um, you know, I think NASCAR as a whole and the drivers as a whole, I have, have a lot to play in that and working together, trying to bring that back. And, uh, I think we've been doing a good job so far. So it's been really cool to see uh, people up in the seats and, and enjoying the product on the racetrack. And the car's been it's been good to drive. You know, it's it's been a race car, which is all we need to be, that's for sure.
0: It's all fun in the game so far, but Atlanta this week, some people are describing it as scary fast. It's going to be a beast. What do you think Atlanta's going to be like?
2: Yeah, it's going to be challenging for sure. I mean, you know, you look at, We've got a new car, like we just spoke to, um, brand new racetrack, basically, uh, re- reconfiguration of Atlanta and, and repave of Atlanta that no one's, you know, not, I think there was a few guys that were at a, a tire test there, but other than that, it was, you know, no, nobody's been on it, right? And so how do you prepare for it? How do you know who's going to, how it's going to race? You know, is it going to be like Daytona? Is it going to be like a normal mile and a half? Is it going to be somewhere in between? You know, it's, there's a lot of questions up in the air right now. Um, and of course there's that speed factor to it as well. It's going to be, uh, really gripped up really high banking and, and people are going to be able to <laughs> go pretty quick. So it'll be fun. Um, just how do we, you know, manage that as a race team and as a driver is, is going to be really tough. Uh, after all these zooms today, I go to the race shop and we have our, our, uh, preparation meeting and I don't know what we're going to talk about because there's not much to, <laughs> that we know. So, um it's going to be a lot of people just throwing ideas out I think
0: um that's always an email before these things with a lot of stats and things about the drivers but one thing caught my eye it says you're a Duke fan yeah so what do you think of coach K's last uh hurrah here in the tournament
2: yeah it's cool to see obviously the ACC tournament and the and the last game against UNC didn't go their way but um you know just knowing that Coach K is is the legend that he is, and growing up watching him win national championships, uh, it's kind of sad to see him go, right? Because he felt like they always had a chance when he was there, um, but I think the new coach they've got is is going to do a great job too. I'm saying that like I know anything about basketball, I'm like one of those armchair quarterbacks, right? But um, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's cool to see him kind of enjoy it, and um, yeah, I think the fans are. are are pretty cool to, to recognize him for all he's done.
0: Have you been to Cameron?
2: Yeah. I've been a few times. Me and my dad used to go more often now than we uh, more often than we do now, obviously with me being gone all the time racing and he's still busy broadcasting in the second half of the year. Uh, So, you know, it's, it's been a lot harder to get there recently, but we, we went more when I was a kid and we went to a NCAA game, Uh, a few years ago when they played UCF so it was pretty cool to uh to it's it's always cool to go just sit back and enjoy um, any sports but Duke basketball is one of my favorites for sure.
0: Jealous uh I'm a Kansas fan but Cameron is definitely on the bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Alright, so here's my final thoughts going into the weekend. Atlanta is one of my favorite tracks. Now, I haven't been back down there this weekend because I've been covering some high school state basketball tournaments, so I have no idea what it looks like in the Repave era, but... I love going down there and feeling the speed and the openness of that track. I think it's a fun track to watch a race at. So I hope that it doesn't lose a little bit of that charm. Because as cool as Daytona and Talladega are, they're their own animals, right? They're not Atlanta. What makes Atlanta special is what makes Atlanta special. So I hope that doesn't get lost in this repaved project. I know it was time. I know it was something they had to do. But the character of Atlanta is what makes it so cool. Will we see another new winner? No, we've raced four races, five if you count the race at the Coliseum, and seven if you count the duels. And we've had a different winner in every single race this year. I think Kyle Larson's the kind of guy that has the ability to mix that up. I also think Joey Logano, he's a guy that goes to new tracks, new things, and adapts really well. He won the first dirt race in over 40 years. He won the race at the Coliseum, so he's that kind of guy. I also keep my eye on Toyota. They're still kind of struggling, especially Danny Hamlin. I want to see how they kind of react, how they get things going. Can they get in victory lane this year? Thanks for joining us on the Backstretch. We'll see you next week.